The BBC is back in the news, and once again for the wrong reasons. The British broadcaster seems unable to shake off its legal troubles in India. First, it was the tax authorities. In February, they carried out surveys at BBC offices in India. And today, it's the Enforcement Directorate. They're probing the BBC. They've accused it of foreign exchange violations. A case has been registered, and so far, six employees of the BBC have been questioned. This includes one of the directors of the BBC's India operations. Now, a lot has been written and said about this, mostly opinion, and we'll come to that. But tonight, we want to bring you the facts of the case. We have accessed emails and documents that show how the BBC was potentially in violation of the Indian law, and we say potentially because only a court of law can pronounce them guilty. So there was a potential violation, and they knew about the violation. They exchanged emails. They had wide-ranging discussions, and then they chose not to act. When the law caught up, they reportedly deleted those emails, but Indian authorities have retrieved them. And this is the basis of the case against the BBC. Tonight, we bring you a Vantage exclusive. We have documents never seen before, email exchanges from inside the BBC. They talk about the risk of violating Indian laws. They raise an alarm about potential breaches. And we'll show you how the BBC disregarded these warnings. We'll show you the entire dossier of papers and go over the facts one by one. First things first. What is the BBC being investigated for? Violation of foreign exchange rules. The probe is being led by India's Enforcement Directorate, or ED. This is the agency that is tasked with fighting financial crime in India. The case is under India's Foreign Exchange Management Act, also known as FEMA, F-E-M-A. The foundation of the ED's case is India's FDI rules, specifically the rules introduced in the year 2019. They were about digital news media and how much foreign direct investment is allowed in digital news media, a limit was placed on foreign investments. How much? 26%. So a foreign investor cannot have more than 26% stake in a digital news venture in India. That is the law. But the BBC is under scrutiny for its violation. At the center of this investigation is a company called BBC World Service India Private Limited. This is the subsidiary of the British broadcaster in India. The parent company is called the BBC World Service. Now, apparently, the Indian subsidiary is 100% owned by the parent. There is no other investor. So when the new rules kicked in that said a foreign investor can have only 26% stake, the BBC was forced to think. Does it need to change its structure? Does it need to make changes to comply with India's new rules? This was a subject of debate within the BBC and also a source of concern. Time to pull up our first email. This was sent by a man called Chris Loweth in August 2022. He's the director of legal and rights in the BBC News International Services. He wrote to his colleagues and said the BBC was yet to comply with the new Indian policy. Let me now quote from that email. This is what he said. We're already well past the deadline for complying with the policy. We haven't been contacted by any government agency suggesting we are not compliant yet, so there is no deadline in that sense. But we need to be able to demonstrate, both to EY and potentially to the Indian government, if contacted, that we are serious about evaluating the options and then implementing whatever recommendations, recommendation results. So deliberations were on at the BBC. Should we comply with the rules or not? Is that even a question? 
Evidently it is. And there were email exchanges about this. The next one is again from August 2022. And this one was labeled as confidential. The title says BBC World Service India Ownership and Control. What is this document? It's an assessment, a paper. It discusses restructuring of the BBC in India. And I'm quoting again, the Indian government has introduced new rules on the level of foreign ownership of digital media, new news entities. BBC World Service India has been advised to evaluate and implement a restructuring of its structure and operations in India in a manner that would be compliant with the new laws. So they're advising a restructuring that would be compliant with the new Indian law. A range of options have been identified, each of which involves significant change to the BBC's ownership and control of its news activities in India. It seems like the verdict was clear and there was some consensus. Officials of the BBC felt that there was a need to restructure. And they had this conversation three years after the new rules were introduced. The paper had more, and I'm quoting again. Legal advice provided in December 2020 was that since news and current affairs content was at the time being uploaded to YouTube channels by BBC World Service India, BBC World Service India was likely to be viewed as a digital media entity. And this paper also cited precedent. It goes on to say, some digital media news entities have shut down operations in India, example, Yahoo News and Huffington, and others have restructured holdings or operations to comply with new foreign investment laws. So there was legal advice and there was precedent. But what did the BBC do? Initially, it decided to not bring any changes. Again, I'll quote from the papers. Given some uncertainty over whether the policy was intended to apply to publishers such as the BBC, a wait-and-see policy was adopted to see whether and how other news publishers responded to the rule. So the BBC decided to wait and watch. They decided to not act. They weren't sure if the Indian law applied to them. And instead of checking this further, they decided to roll the dice. Did they assume they could operate in India without following the Indian law? When they faced scrutiny, they reportedly tried to delete the emails. Sources say these email exchanges have been retrieved by Indian agencies. And when caught red-handed, they began pleading ignorance. Of course, all of this will have to be proven in a court of law. These papers will most likely be brought up and the BBC would have to prove its legal status or close operations in India. And just because it's a media outlet, it cannot be held above the law or immune to legal scrutiny. Consider what Elon Musk said this week, by the way. Ironically, in an interview to the BBC, Twitter had taken down parts of a BBC documentary. Musk was asked about it, and this was his response. I'm quoting again. The rules in India for what can appear on social media are quite strict, and we can't go beyond the laws of the country. If we have a choice of either our people going to prison or we comply with the laws, we will comply with the laws. Musk told this to a BBC journalist, comply with the laws. Why can't the BBC do it? Social media has been in meltdown mode. They've linked the scrutiny of the BBC with freedom of speech. They say it's being silenced. It's being targeted for a controversial documentary on the Indian Prime Minister. You may remember this one. It was called India, the Modi Question. India had ordered internet platforms to take it down. Critics say the BBC is now paying the price for this documentary. And ironically, these critics are exercising their right to free speech to say this. And again, everyone is entitled to their opinion. 
It gets you attention in social media echo chambers. But cases like these are not settled on social media. They're decided in a court of law where facts and evidence matter, not opinion. And when you look at the facts, when you read the fine print and connect the dots, do you see the BBC as a victim of a censorship campaign or a company in violation of the Indian law? It's easier to rake up the freedom of speech debate, and we at First Post believe it should be upheld, but does it give anyone a free pass to knowingly violate the law? Think about it.